0: Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where Where nothing's nothing's off the the table, cuando estás entre comadres. We are very happy to be coming to you from Salad Bite Studio Media, located in beautiful old town Salinas, California. (laughs) (laughs) And we are very happy to be doing a phone interview. Our second phone interview. Yes, internationally. (laughs) (laughs) Híjole. Guests, please introduce yourselves. This is Kim. This is Ana Sheila.
1: We are Queer Enamoradas.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love that you guys are on. And again, we are continuing the month of June and highlighting everything that we love about the LGBTQ community. And we thought, what better than to have Las Queer Enamoradas on our podcast? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it is such a joy. Thank you. <laughs> and like we said, you guys are our first international interview that we're doing because ahorita, ¿dónde están localizadas?
2: Estamos en Coyoacán, Ciudad
0: México. Y saludos a toda la raza, de uh, nuestra uh, gente en México. Yes, especially los Chilangos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what... what what takes <laughs> you guys to um, CDMX? Because, si yo me acuerdo bien, Kim, tú eres de Zapopan, ¿no? De, Guadal- de Jalisco.
2: Así es. Mi, familia, mi mamá, la familia de mi mamá es de Jalisco, Zapopan, y mi papá es de El Salvador. Nice.
0: And I was
2: born in the San Fernando Valley of L.A. 818. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we moved back and forth between Mexico a lot. Pero lo que nos trajo a la ciudad de México... So I'm originally from Mexico City and, and I moved to, to Chicago with my family when I when I was like five. And I had always wanted to come back to Ciudad to, de to Mexico to sort of reconnect with my roots. Um, to really connect more with the culture here. To, you know, there's a lot, I think, growing up bicultural, you know, there's a lot of things we appreciate about both cultures, right? But there's a lot of things that I appreciate about my Mexican culture and I wanted to go deeper. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wanted to do and then just one thing or another, I couldn't make it happen. And then this last year, it, the call to come kept getting stronger. And then I got and I, I met Tim and we I found out we were both aligned about wanting to, to spend time in Mexico. And then just everything sort of lined
1: up and we were like, OK, let's wow, do it. I love that. The stars aligned for you guys. That,
0: what a that, beautiful love story. Oh, my God.
1: So it was like love at first sight for you. <laughs>
0: Take us back. Take us back just a little. Where it all started. <laughs> how did how did yep. you two meet? ¿Y ¿En dónde se conocieron? So
2: what happened was we what happened we <laughs> originally met on an app, but I got a little scared because we had I saw that she was part of San Marino podcast, and then we had a lot of people in common. Oh, wow. And at that point, yeah, I was like, oh no, like we have like too much. <laughs> <like, two laughs> personal bit separate. this is not happening so when on the wind's at but i was like i'm not ready for you yet
0: <laughs> Ooh, i like so someone I- that's self-aware I- enough to like know that be like i'm i'm claiming <laughs> you but for like six months from now <laughs>
2: yeah okay, let's put a let's put a hold on this. um and like a few months later like right when the world was shutting down and we both Decided to go to Cumbiaton, which is a beautiful event for the community. It is put on by like these three dope queer Latinx folks, undocumented, just like amazing humans, And it's like queer friendly. So I was there vending, wrapping my my stuff, my business. And then Anacela, I showed up with her Samarindo crew. Nice. And, and I recognized her like so she came to my table. And I have, like, you know, good
1: vibes. Me gustó su pelo. Okay. Right you gotta, you gotta love that, you know? that curly hair. I feel you, though, because I have curly hair.
0: Sheila puede decir, eso es lo <laughs> de pegue.
2: I was feeling her vibes, like, for sure. And then she walked away, and then I was, like, you know, I was looking at her across the room, past the thing, she was, you know. And I was, like, she's cute. But then me pegou, like, oh, my God, I'm mad with her. And then I told my friend, like, oh, my God, you see that girl with the curly hair I'm <laughs> that. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I Sheila, like, you want to tell your point of view?
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, she thought this is where you jump in. <laughs> I like how you guys are tag teaming it. A ver, Ana Sheila, dinos. <laughs> You're it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't recognize her from the app. So me and my co-host, we were just
2: going around to, to the vendors to see what's up, to see, like, how maybe we could collaborate. And then we went over to her table, and I had heard of her brand, but I didn't know—I didn't know her at all. Like I wasn't following her nada. And but like we went up, and I definitely like she's the only vendor that I remembered from that night, right? Like they were definitely. I was like, oh, she's so beautiful. And but at that moment, I didn't know she was, you know, queer or anything, so I wasn't even thinking like that. But I remember we had a, a really nice connection, and you know, before the end of the night, I wanted to go and and, and stay by and see how we could stay connected and so
0: oh my yes, god that's I so love- cute I love that I I love how you both were thinking like how like how can I further the conversation you know what I mean like yes. that's such a something that everyone can relate with right like yeah. what's an excuse to go talk to them again mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and but, it, but I didn't recognize her because
2: like you know I was I was a little bit cooler I think yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> so then after over, that
2: yeah she came over and uh-huh. like said good night is what i was like manifesting that whole time like okay i hope she comes and says good night and like and then i'm gonna hug her and then i hugged her like i give her a nice hug so, like I'm, like, gasaves <laughs> like, my, <laughs> my titties on my heart <laughs> and, i love it
0: i want to say that
2: like I, started following me on instagram put in the dm
0: it's a modern love story (laughs) i I love it it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah perdon go ahead no no
2: no No, you go go ahead Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry yeah our first encounters were over zoom and it was actually like still not knowing what the deal was but i i posted that i wanted to work out with folks on instagram and she said she was down and so our first encounters were actually like I let her and do more, jobs, like one on
0: one. and I don't even like working out. <laughs> You're also, you know, I was interested, girl. When Kim was telling all her best girlfriends, all her best comadres, and everything, like, oh, I'm really into this girl, And they're like, oh, how you know what are you gonna do? Oh, I'm gonna take a workout class with her. They're like, damn, you must really, like you her. must really like her. She must be really worth it. <laughs> was it one of those, Kim? <laughs> yes, I.
2: I'm like, I don't even know why
0: I said I want to work out with her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ana Shayla, were you kind of flexing a little bit of the Tamarindo podcast after that? Did you or were you did you always play it super cool? <laughs> and for those people who don't know, tell us a little bit about Tamarindo podcast. Tell
2: you a little bit about Tamarindo?
0: Si, sí, por, <laughs> por favor. <laughs> yeah, I, like, well, I don't think
2: I really brought it up. But, uh,
0: yeah. yeah, no, Tamarindo
2: podcast. It's a obviously you can hear from the name. It's a Latinx centered podcast. And we talk about pop culture, politics, and then a new element that I brought when I joined the show is like thinking about like incorporating elements of well-being and self-development because we feel like if you're your best self, then that's how you can have the best impact in in your community.
0: I like that. Yes. (laughs) I love that as part of the description that I read, it said, and I'll just read directly from, it's your website, I believe is where I took this quote from, but it says Tamarindo is a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. I was like, uh-huh. dang, who wrote that? Can we hire you to write something for our podcast? <laughs> That's a really amazing description. And yeah, and I, I listened to some of your episodes. So I I dig it. I think you're super cool too. And I definitely know why <laughs> Kim, you know, was feeling that vibe because I think that it really comes through in your podcast as well. So yeah, la buena vibra, no? so. <laughs> Yeah. So you guys did, you guys were saying that you did like Zoom kind of meetings and workouts and stuff like that. And it was happening during the pandemic. And I know that you guys had shared in previous interviews that you felt like you had to be really intentional with your time, you know, really intentional about your, your relationship, right? Because you were letting some, you know, potentially like, letting someone else into your pod and what that meant for, you know, the world that we were living in. Right. So how did like the whole like COVID, do you think it helped your relationship or do you think that, you know, it was a hindrance on it?
2: Girl, it helped because for me, it felt like the whole world had to shut down in order for me to calm down and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like be intentional. But also, like before, I always used like, oh, I'm really busy. I can't, you know, I'm too busy to be in a relationship or too busy to like invest time into something more serious. But then I met Ana Tecla. The world shut down, and then everything changed for me because it's like March was one of my busiest months because it's like Women's History Month, mm-hmm. and I have. Writes and things booked and then events got canceled and then I was like oh my gosh okay I have time to talk to this girl that I really like and I remember telling her like you're this book you're like a book that I don't want you know I want to keep reading but I don't want it to end and so we were just mm-hmm. like very intentional with how we communicated and you know during COVID you're not about to one see other people and two it's like it's a it was a risk to see other people so it took us like about three-ish weeks to like do our first like in-person date, and we did it like outside. We were still like, you know, pretty. Cautious. It was a COVID um, date. Still cautious, yeah. right? We probably, you know, I think we stayed six feet apart for like <laughs> for at least fifteen minutes. or so.
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna say the whole
0: date. I, I, I was like, damn. And
2: I looked at me, and then she was like. I really want to kiss you right
1: now. I gotta get closer to that. (laughs) She brought you in with her curly hair. (laughs) So
2: nervous. I'm like, I never get nervous. Like when it comes to like dates and stuff, I would never get nervous. I was like, let's go, let's get this over with type thing. But with her, like she came to pick me up and yeah, I was like all nervous and then like during the date and then when she said she wanted to kiss (laughs) me, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I dare you. A ver que te pasa. And, I go, like,
0: and then they're like girl are you in middle school why would you say that <laughs> but i think that there's something very um sweet about having those moments where it is kind of like that middle school crush right where you get butterflies you know, yes. nervous
1: your palms start sweating you don't know what you start stuttering <laughs> that yeah, was and, my husband when he met me <laughs>
0: and i mean i would think typically from someone like you kim who like makes your living off of, you know, or at least I would assume, you know, it's of writing and speaking. And, you know, you have such a beautiful way with words for people who don't know. You know, all, all you know, I, I have several of your books. Mariposas, sitting right in front of me right now. So I would think, you know, for someone who, again, has such a way with words to, like, get caught up like that, I feel like that's, aren't those, like, the signs of, like, that's the one? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. That was definitely a sign for me because I I remember I got back and I was like, oh my, like, what happened to me? Like, <laughs> i was usually so, like, cool and cool with it, but I was not at
0: all. Yeah. yeah well, damn. <laughs> she took away my bad bitch powers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, she made me, like, I'm like, I'm baby right now. I'm like, I'm not used to that. <laughs>
0: That's great. And did did you guys? I know you're. You know, you said again that you were really conscious about dating and stuff like that. But like, did you guys make a conscious decision to like create queer namoradas? How did that? How did that come about?
2: Well, it's first time I just came up. Like when we we start to do like lives together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we can like a little hashtag or like something to call the live, and then we were more intentional. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think another thing. Yeah, like we were having fun doing things together. Like we did a workshop too yeah. about, about well, self-love, we, no? In Spanish, yeah. yeah, in Spanish for this really cool organization called Spanish Quintena, which y'all should check out too. It's and anyway, Spanish Quintena? So Spanish Quintena, mm-hmm. yeah. And, they, and they, um, they teach Spanish to people that might have a connection to Spanish, might know a little bit, but are sort of como reclaiming the language. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of Latinx students, that are part of it but they in addition to to that they do a lot of workshops and all that but anyways back to the (laughs) the. yeah so we were just we were really enjoying doing things together and then we also were just really kind of like missing community because we hadn't had a chance to really build queer community since we had Mm -hmm. met right because everything was shut down Mm -hmm. uh and then walking around in mexico you know like we didn't see that many queer couples and so we really wanted to create something where we could build community and start to invite more people to be part of the community and also practice like our boldness and being queer, you know? Cause I think like for a lot of us, it still is an act of bravery and, and, and courage to be fully ourselves, whether it's in public or on socials or wherever else it may be. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, yeah. So we wanted to be more, provide more representation and visibility for for other people that might be seeking that, who might be seeking that in community as well.
0: Did you find that, I mean, I know that there is a lacking just of like safe queer spaces, but I feel like the more and more marginalized you get, the less and less representation and less and less spaces you get. So like for those of us who don't know, like how difficult is it to find, you know, space and community for queer Latinx fems like how is that really difficult
2: i think it's a challenge and i, I feel like i could speak more to it but for example there's only like in like in the u.s there's only 15 lesbian bars and 15 Of yes in the whole country there's only 15 oh, shit. and i hope like the number went down and so i found i have found a lot of community like through tiktok and social media mm the life or like out in the world and the person else, it can be really hard especially like in our culture where it's still very hush hush and like my yeah. mom my grandma thought like saying like oh if you're lesbian that's a bad word like the word lesbian is a bad word mm, so yeah. a lot of the you have to either like carve it out or be very very intentional about like oh like this is my these are my queer friends my chosen family or the mm-hmm. people that I that will celebrate me fully and like, for example, like places like West Hollywood, or even here in Mexico, there's a place called La Zona Rosa. A lot of like, you know, they're called like the neighborhoods or like the queer spaces, like they're still kind of largely dominated by white males, mm. um, the gay scene. So I think there's still a lot of growth that needs to happen or even like space that needs to be carved out for queer women relationships, but specifically like even in our community, like imagine if there was like Latina lesbian bar, like mm. that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. I think
0: that would be super dope, especially like if they honored all the other like Latina lesbians throughout history or something. Like that's like that's. That'd be pretty cool, dude. We're giving it away to you folks. Someone please, another Latino needs to create that. White people don't take that shit. Cause I'll come back for you. This lives in perpetuity on the internet forever. <laughs>
1: someone's gonna hear us like oh check i got that now
0: (laughs) (laughs) no fuck that (laughs) but wow you're definitely dropping knowledge on us because i didn't understand how incredibly small that space was to know that there were only 15 lesbian bars throughout the entire country and we talk about Mm -hmm. how like how progressive we are we talk about like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean all of these different things but you know you're just stating facts like the Mm -hmm. reality of the situation is there are so few safe spaces for marginalized people. And, you know, and I frame it in in that, I framed the question in in that way because, you know, just as being, even just, you know, like a straight Latina, I feel like there are so few, places and spaces for me to go to be 100% myself. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, the the Comadre Frenchie and I created this platform and created this podcast was because we were like, well, if we don't see it, let's go out and create it. Right. And so one of the things that really drew us to, you know, both you ladies was like, I feel like, You know, I I felt it, but now you're just uh, reinforcing it that, yeah, you know, the the space didn't exist. So you decided to go out and be very intentional and create the space, not just for yourselves, but for other people. Yeah, like the safe space. So, exactly. We just wanted to take this opportunity. Darte las gracias. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so amazing for you guys to do that for yourselves and for your community. But we see it also when we are also able to like enjoy that and learn and see that. Right. And and I I love to show like my daughter, you know, she'll look over my shoulder all the time. And like, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'll stop and, you know, be very intentional about liking pictures and stuff like that. And I really enjoy having you guys on my news feed. And sometimes when things get really heavy, too, you know what I mean? Like the news is really heavy or, you know, things like this. Right. Like it's such a great, you know, little spark of felicidad in my life. And I'm not even queer. And I really, really appreciate you, ladies. So again, Trascomati, muchísimas gracias for creating that space. Right. Go ahead. that's so sweet (laughs) and I think the other thing that we really wanted to talk about and and you guys could you know help us to understand it a little bit more too but I think for us it's really important I think it's really important to like control the narrative right like I was saying before like I don't want some like rich white person to like do it for us like you know what I mean and so how important is it for you guys how or was it important was it important in creating queer Namoradas? Did you think about controlling that narrative? Because, you know, for good, bad, or indifferent, right? You guys are part of the face of brown queerness, right? Because there are so few spaces that exist.
2: Yes. I think, and this is something that i talked to, like, with other, like, queer couples, that a lot of the representation like that we've seen on the media and like on social media has been like kinda like a little bit like that toxica like two toxicas or mm-hmm. a lot of like the queer faces or accounts or couples. Like if you look up like LGBTQ couples or like lesbian couples, like so many are white. And mm-hmm. I was like looking up even for Mother's Day, I was like trying to look up like two moms or like lesbian moms and like Lesbian Latino moms and like I got nothing and I was like, Oh my gosh, like there we need to create that space for people in our community to feel safe, to to show up in their love, in their joy, in their freedom. Because a lot of times like in the media when like the either trans couples are highlighted or trans women are highlighted or, you know, like more like marginalized people are highlighted. It's like when it it's accompanied by tragedy mm. when there is, you know, injustice and tragedy and trauma that's happening. But I'm like, I want to create space in a narrative where we celebrate our love, we celebrate our joy, we celebrate us simply existing in our identity, and our queerness without having that, like, white supremacy being highlighted or, you know, just like the same narratives that we've always been taught because it's like, okay, you can be queer but it's more acceptable if you're, if you look, <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> it's okay, we love the animal. okay, I love
1: puppies. <laughs> Chancho.
0: These sound uh, real serious too. Like,
1: right. What's the dog's Chancho. name again? Chancho, you said? Chancho, yes, that's our dog. I love it. Like I said before, that's what we call my cousin. <laughs> that's
2: Chancho, your cousin. <laughs> a lot of times, like when you look up, you know, if you're trying to, find queer spaces like either in social media or you go to LA and West Hollywood or whatever, a lot of it is like dominated by like people who look a certain way or talk a certain way and fit a certain narrative when it's like we want to see more people that look like us and talk like us and share our culture without there being that shame or that trauma or, you know, all those other narratives that we've been fed by the media.
0: Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And I think that one of the m- main contributing factors for, you know, that narrative is in Latino culture, we're so Catholic, right? We're so religious. And I think that <laughs> like religion has really, f- you know, framed gayness queerness you know as a sin
1: basically that's it, how everyone sees it and that's how unfortunately my in-laws see
0: it yeah <laughs> with like a, a lot of situations a lot of religious like that people, yeah i feel like especially you know the abrahamic religions are not as accepting so mm-hmm. how how does that play into like the further kind of you know difficulties of living openly queer right because again these are narratives that we see oftentimes like within Latino cultures
2: yeah so I mean I think both Kim and I came from religious backgrounds Uh, she was um, Protestant but I I grew up Catholic and Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of Latino, Latinx gay folks like we were mostly Catholic right so all of us had to confront that confront our, our Catholicism and either reconcile with it, leave it completely or find a new way to have a connection with, with God and spirit. Right. But I think for a lot of us, it did create a lot of trauma and a lot of seeing, you know, hating part of ourselves or hiding mm-hmm. part of ourselves and going through this journey of like needing to break from, from the control of religion and how it perceived us. Yeah. I think unfortunately a lot of both Latinx kids have to have to go through that and it's tough, but I think the, I mean, it's been a beautiful journey to be where, where I am now. And I think, you know, Kim can, can say the same. But, you know, I think we both still have a spiritual practice and it feels much healthier and, and more aligned with what feels right, right for us. No, I don't know Even if you mm-hmm. want to add something to that. And yes, I grew up, I think, with a little bit of Catholic and then we turned into like a more like Protestant Christian and i was like super involved with my christian club and church and people and the amount of times like i heard like homophobic things and even from my mom it was a, a a process of saying actually that's me too and i know that you hate it or my mom would say like school of lesbianas, you know oh, and wow. like she said that when I was high school and even from then i was like oh shit like I have to shut that part off or like not pay attention to any questioning that I was having I'm like I have to be a good Christian girl and I feel like a lot of girls and women like are constantly being told what to do how to talk how to act what's acceptable what's not Mm -hmm. and trying to fit all these boxes and trying to get this validation and acceptance in order to be accepted and valued and for me it took you know, I used to be married and I was like trying to do, you know, do the right thing and check the things off the list. And it took me getting to a place of like intentionally healing and loving myself to accept and, you know, and love all all of me, including my queerness. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't been intentional about it. I would have just been, you know, stuck on trying to be a good Christian girl mm-hmm. and woman accepting. So it's a process and it, and it looks different for everybody.
0: Yeah. And the reason that I, I bring that up is not to highlight the negative part about it. But I think that I wanted to frame the next question, which is like having grown up in these spaces that weren't um, these religious spaces that weren't exact accepting of, you know, I, of your your guys's true selves. How beautiful was it for you to be asked to be Madrina's? And, and talk to us a little bit ab- about that because is was it one of your family members ana or was it it was i think her yeah. niece like, yeah it was know. it was brother brother so
2: it was his 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 daughter so i'm i'm, I'm her mother in and um yeah it, it it was really beautiful one because it was like my family and my brother right you know trusting in me to be a spiritual guide for his daughter right Perfect. and to me that's really beautiful because even though you know, the, the Catholic church isn't exactly inclusive or welcoming to me. My spiritual life is is very important and I do still have a, a strong connection to God. And so it was really special for me to still be able for my brother to see that in me and for me to be able to at least, um, you know, have this like moment where, you know, in a way I was feeling like I was being kind of rebellious in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it but like rebellious, but like really believing like this is how this is right. You know, like yeah. I felt so good. I felt it felt so right to be my niece's madrina. And it was very symbolic of like it was a beautiful. I always really did enjoy a lot of different traditions. And so it was great. It, it felt beautiful to be able to take part in this tradition, but sort of like in a in a rebellious modern way, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah, yeah it definitely does make sense. I
0: love that. I love that. You know, even though certain peoples would have you believe that you shouldn't be there. I think that it, it was beautiful to you for you to say that like it almost felt right for you to take up space in that way, right? That's what I'm hearing you say. And I yeah. think that that's so important for people to know, right? And sometimes the world says, no, you shouldn't be here or you're not welcomed here, right? But um, in the right situation, you know, given the right opportunity and it sounds like, you know, for your brother to invite you to you know, to be a madrina to someone like you a- Big hey. deal,
1: because I'm a Nina of three girls, mm-hmm. so I know how that is. When it's like a big responsibility, and it's like an honor being a madrina, yeah. Because it's not like you're you're basically like a second mom, basically at the end of the day, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah. in Latino culture, for people, you know, our listeners who don't know, for me, the way that I see a uh, madrina, because I'm I'm also a mother to a, a daughter, and for me, it's like you ask las las mujeres en especial que quieres. That you want your daughter to emulate when she grows up. When you see, you know, an another yeah. woman and the woman that she is and the morals and the values that that they encompass, you you want your child to emulate those same things, right? So to be asked, you know, for that honor, I think it's it's, it's so a huge big, deal, right? It's a it it's is a, huge, a really huge especially deal, especially yeah. in the Latino community in the Latino culture. That's so big because we always say we my. Sister kind of makes fun of me and stuff like that because I'm madrina to her kids. And she says, well, you're the only one that can afford them. Tienen buenos gustos. Because we always say que, <laughs> que si algo te viene a pasar, you have to take care of right. them. Yeah. Te tienes que yeah. hacer responsable. Yeah. Her mom. It's like the day, you know,
2: after, like, the baby got baptized, like, Ana Sheila's title changed. Like, instead of was like, oh, Sheila, It was now, like, Nina. Like, she became, yeah. like, the Nina. And I think it was so beautiful to to see that. And like when they asked like the baby, like, "Oh, can it's Nina?" And like she knew who, you know, she she like automatically like has this like beautiful bond with with oh, I love
1: and that. And it's like responsibility. Yeah. It's so funny with my goddaughter. She's four, you know. She's she's my little my autistic baby. And then she doesn't know the difference between Nina and mommy. So when she sees me, she runs up to me and calls me mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. It's a good, warm feeling, like knowing the fact that you're, they see up to you, they look up to you. They're like, oh my god, like you're my Nina, like you're hella. Co-. I don't know, like in my face, in my little head, they're like, they're hella cool. Like I want to be like you. I want to yeah. act like you. You know. So that's why I get excited when I see my baby too.
0: So you, Ana, oh. Ana Sheila, tienes una comadre now. You're officially <laughs> part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a comadre basically. Yeah, <laughs> no. so, so, ahora, like your your sister in law, right? She is oh, your sister in law, pero también sí, son comadre. comadres. Uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> así se, se You yeah.
1: comadres. Yes yeah. comadres, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, I
2: feel like that seems like definitely like a part of getting <laughs> older too. I, uh, we recently did an episode on, on aging on Tamarindo, mm-hmm. and it, we called it like embracing your inner senora. Uh. So, I guess now I'm a I'm preparing señora Yeah, too, so. I totally like a- feel you,
1: man. That was me, like when I got my own place. Now that I clean on Saturdays, I wake up 7:30 in the morning. Con mi Juan Gabriel, bust like bumpy music, limpiando con el cloro, fabuloso everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, what did my mom do to me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, having comadres is like a half level up into senora life, Hell, right? It is. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> Once you start buying those big cazuelas for <laughs> her cumpleaños, porque, yeah. caldo like, like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the full yes, level up, Ana Jayla, So
2: that's level 10. <laughs> cook better too because I can be
0: a real uh, a better señora too. <laughs> yeah, pues estando allí en Ciudad de México, I would assume that that's like you know either it's going it's really hard because there's so much great food that you eat out all the time, or it's really easy because mm-hmm. you have such you know if you want to learn, I mean, there's you have such a good variety of things available to you, and yeah, yeah but to be
2: honest, you know, like obviously the prices are are, are lower here, yeah. and so we definitely have been eating out more mm-hmm. but and also because we were like getting our house ready so now we like you know we've been you know furnishing our house and everything and now we have a lot now we have all the supplies to really cook more and actually last week we're like all right let's get into the habit of, of cooking a lot more so that we don't have to so we can have food so we can learn how to
1: cook together like we mm-hmm. want to make recipes
2: Ooh. I definitely
1: want to do a recipe book up. in the future what I hear something like that <laughs> <laughs> what we can thought I- about we just need
0: to you just need to learn to cook. Huh? <laughs> you're, you're, you know what? We have to hook up with the chef, and we'll be the ones who. Um, I think a food credit book is more kind of up the alley. No, <laughs> have people? She's really, she's good. Oh, okay. And she's you know, she's the yeah. cook one. She's a cooker. I love to cook. Actually, I have a really amazing receta for albóndigas in my kind of circle and group of friends I'm mm-hmm. known for my albondigas and my grandmother used to make them so <laughs> pero it's like one of those things que te puedo decir todo lo que se ocupa but we kind of like have to be like on a FaceTime or something like that because I'm like un puñito, un chorrito we don't believe like. in measurements and <laughs> in yeah, la- no.
1: Latinos we just put like esto se mira bien, sí. un poquito de acá and that's-, that's a whole handful mm-hmm. yeah that's why I haven't been able to really like why I feel like I didn't really learn that well for my
2: mom because she never could give me measurements she was just like oh no but- Like, I see, like, you know, (laughs) she's like,
0: I don't measure anything. This is, how am I supposed to make it right? <laughs> exactly. I always say like the poco a poquito because you can always add salt, but you can never take it back. <laughs> so when people are like, was it enough? And I'm like, taste it, girl. Like... You can add some if you want. <laughs> and Ana Sheila, I have one piece of advice in it. Actually, a good piece of advice for anyone who doesn't know how to cook, who, you know, who's starting to learn. I, I always tell people that it's a good idea to learn to make salsas first. Oh, hell yeah. And get. Good at salsas because if you ruin dinner, le tiras poquito salsa arriba unos y, y pa dentro. <laughs> it's just, yep. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And actually, homie salsas are the best. I don't know
2: why we don't
0: do that
1: more. Yeah, let's. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start. Yeah. I'm gonna Salsita be um, the salsa lady. Oh, I like that. And now see, I want to make some green salsa when I get home.
0: Shout out our local <laughs> salsa maker. What is it? Salsa salsa Robles? Or? I think so, yeah. I think that's what it is. They make a good. See, I'm hungry. Salsa I got to work.
1: I'm all, now I'm all, my mouth is all sli- mm-hmm. like slobbering. Salsa verde done.
0: for chilaquiles. I'm into it.
1: But <laughs> chilaquiles sound good right now,
0: man. <laughs> yes, yes. But we're going to stay on topic. Or Sorry. See, <laughs> you're making me hungry with food now. We can go on and on about the food in Ciudad de Mexico, but one of the things that we really wanted to talk about, and maybe we can get back to the food, but you guys are in Culiacan in Ciudad de Mexico, and you guys recently did a photo shoot. Ayi, no, talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, so we did a photo shoot last week, and it was funny because like a few minutes before we were supposed to meet the photographer, it's like we didn't know what to wear, and then Ashley was stressing out about her outfit. And I was trying to get my makeup done y ya corrimos and the, El Centro de Coyacan just mm-hmm. opened up. Oh, okay. So I to experience like El Kiosco, the fountains oh. for the first time together during that shoot. Mm-hmm. And it definitely felt in the beginning, I think we were like both a little bit nervous and people were like stopping to stare at us and I don't think they see that many like couple shoots, especially like women uh, mm-hmm. in a cup so la gente paraba a mirarnos and the photographers like, okay now you know like now dance and now kiss and now dip and hold each other but even like finding a photographer here we have to like i have to ask on like i'm in a facebook group <laughs> and in the facebook group i have to ask like you know queer friendly photographers and usually people comment a lot but when i ask for queer friendly people only commented like Three photographers.
0: Oh wow! Um,
2: So even that like told me a lot. I'm like, okay, cool. So this guy was, you know, was great, encouraging. And once we like saw the pictures, a lot of a lot of them they look like novelas you know, (laughs) because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like a red silky dress, and you guys um, look
1: beautiful. We're looking at the pictures right now, and they're just gorgeous.
2: Thank you. We'll be posting more. Um, But it also, like, in the beginning, we felt a little bit, like, nervous. But once we, like, just, like, stepped into it, it was really beautiful to, like, take up space and be unapologetic with our love and with our joy. And we were having fun and, like, we were hyping each other up. And it was really, I felt really special um, being a part, you know, like, of that shoot. It felt like, one, like, an act of just, like, taking up space, like, hopefully making some sort of history here in Coyoacán with, with these photos because people were looking pero once we, like, I feel like once we just, like, tuned in on each other, como que todo eso se desapareció, and we, we created something really beautiful. I love that.
0: When you guys Aww. said that, it reminded me of that song where it's, like, there could be, I don't know if it's sunny outside or if it's dark. Um, Man, you just
1: in my head. Ana Shayla, you know, you and Kim got to be talking to my husband and be like, yo, treat your wife like a queen. Because I'm jealous (laughs) right now because of relationship. Like, seriously jealous. Super
0: romanticas. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you were talking about taking up space, right? And and in that way (laughs) and being outward about it, right? Because I feel like so many times we... I, and I, I guess I, I speak for myself, but I, I can only begin to imagine how much more intensified it is for someone who identifies as, you know, queer or part of the LGBTQ <coughs> community It is it's so difficult to just be your authentic selves, mm-hmm. you know, just just in general. Right. So I just really love that you guys are just living your authentic selves and, and taking up space in that way and, and really controlling the narrative, like I said, because I, I want to encourage it. And I love all of you guys' stuff. We're here for it. Yeah, I'm just, we're definitely here for it. it. Like,
1: punto que dice Sam, to get, make it the, all the way, we're just here for it all <laughs> the way around.
0: And I think it's so beautiful. I There's no other way for me to describe it. Love is love. The way that you guys think about is. each other, I could see the love, it
1: just... It, it's it. in your guys' eyes, like, looking at the pictures right now, me being, like, you know, in, in the pictures, I'm like, dude, the love, like, like Sam is saying, las miradas que, like, ustedes que se dan... It's just like it's real. It's not like just for, you know, like Drake says, it's not only for camera, you know? Like I it's literally it's the Drake. <laughs> I have to say it. <laughs> it literally <laughs> It has to be like that. I mean, like just like it's everything and logo las miradas and the touch. It's just like so pure and so just lovable. And I love that. It makes me feel like, yes, yeah,
0: like I am here for a snaps all freaking around. Yes. Thank you for being <laughs> unapologetic in your love. Because yes. I think it is. Because <laughs> we all need that. It's, it's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's such an inspiration.
2: Yeah. And, and I think um, maybe Kim alluded to this, but like us being a kind of unapologetic, like that takes work too, you know? Yeah. We did feel shy. Like for me, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal because to be so bold like we were wearing fancy clothes like I had never done a, a photo shoot like in front of that many people before it wasn't that but like yeah people yeah. the town people were out yeah, the people, yeah. there was a
1: crowd <laughs>
2: so, so it was out. so I definitely right before we definitely were like ah, and like you know like the way that we were before the shoot was yeah. not it was not the way we were because you know can like, I didn't know what she was going to wear. And I'm like, you didn't, I was like, you didn't tell me. And like, uh, so, I then I was, so I was rushing to find something to catch her out. You know what I mean? So like, it definitely, it's not always, como se dice, rainbows and flowers. Mm-hmm. But rainbows, butterflies, and lollipops. <laughs> but we do the work so that we can have these beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. And we and so that we, we did get to a point during that shoot after everything, the yeah. stuff that happened before. And where we were, yeah, where we got to we got to the point where we were, that those were real, That's we were that. present, like, enjoying each other, just, like, being in, in love in that moment. But, oh, yeah, it did, it did take some work before <laughs> some work. to get to that moment. And speaking of, earlier you were speaking about, like, you know, being romantic mm-hmm. and what helps is that, like, we're in constant communication about, like, what mm-hmm. we're needing, what we want more of. And, like, Kim, you know, when she's not getting something, like, she checks me on it and she tells me, <laughs> what she wants and, like, and you know, and, like, that's what, then that's what I think allows us to to have more of of these moments because, you know, sometimes you can get, go ahead. Yeah, and it's like being responsive to your partner's needs. and Loving them the way that they deserve or, like, you want, you know, like, how one of the things that helped me is I asked God to help me love Ana the way that God created her to be loved and that's, for me, like, me become a better person and a better lover mm. because let's tell
1: you before I didn't give a fuck <laughs>
0: like, were you a like, uh, rompecorazones <laughs>
1: I'm yes, gonna start singing the no, like, song real that quick
0: that <laughs> was my reputation
2: like
1: wait like, I gotta ask before like what? what's your sign I'm an Aries yes <laughs> you're that fire oh I feel it I feel it y Anishela <laughs> I'm a Capricorn oh shut up really <laughs> That's- Neil. Yeah, oh. I like, but I
2: feel but I I'm a um rising Aries and a cancer
1: moon. So I I'm love it. Un poco You're in between also, two worlds. I feel it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm like I'm that witchy friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think that's gonna be a new like We gotta ask every every, guess, yes. yeah, what their sign is and that's starting to become a recurring <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how
1: I'm always asking
0: <laughs> Yes. Sorry. But I love that even though there weren't a lot of photographers to choose from the photos, it just seems like sometimes the world aligns and the stars align. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it seems like the like we were saying, the love really shows through in the photographs. And the one that I love that you guys have up right now. Um, and obviously there'll be more because this uh, episode will release in, in several days. So I'm sure you guys will tease a couple more, but oh, la plaza the second her. photograph yeah. is where you guys have the fountain in the back and we can see your face on Sheila, but we can't see your face, Kim, but the, I could just feel the amount of joy coming through just from like your stance. We see your hair and you, you know, it's a motion <laughs> shot. And if you, because I'm, a stalker stand like that. <laughs> if you squeeze in and you look to at the bottom right hand corner, there are there's someone sitting in La Banca.
1: Damn, you really went all close.
0: Yeah, and they're <laughs> they're literally looking. I don't know. If one even that's on the right hand side. Now I gotta, let me see all the way. If you scroll all the way in on the right hand side, where oh, uh, right above the fountain, where it that. ends in the corner, dos, se mira como I don't know, una mujer y quizás un señor. Oh damn! But they're really, definitely staring, and you're y'all just are jealous, getting man. it. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's your favorite. My favorite picture is the one when they're sitting down, and then like Anna that has her eyes closed, and it's just so sensual, so like lovable. Like, I'm here for you, and you're here for me. And it's just like, oh, yes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just that type of way person. <laughs> I'm a very touchy person.
0: <laughs> but yes, I love that you guys talked about, you know, taking up space and letting everyone else enjoy, you know, your love, right? Whether they like it or not, they were looking. And if they're looking and they're hating, they're actually confused fans because they're still giving you attention. Mm, Snap to <laughs> that. Yeah,
2: because like in, like in Mexico, like in those moments, I'm like, okay, they can be looking at us one with curiosity, two with like joy. Or three, so many people can, like, see us in our love, like, as something that is wrong or a mm. sin. or And, like, so even, like, taking up faith with joy, knowing that, like, maybe some of these people are probably thinking about how horrible this is or how, you know, bad or pecado you know, type of stuff. But also, like, them seeing our joy, them seeing our love, them seeing us as human maybe that like they hadn't even seen like a queer or like a lesbian couple out in Mexico out about town kissing each other holding each other holding hands laughing together so even just that I'm like I hope they see us and think twice about calling our love bad or wrong
0: in. or askos, mm. just saying it's like, it's like mommy because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it'd be our own family sometimes and they know us the best so they're you know Segun. when they, they hit they they go deep right but no. um they know how to wound. Yeah, that's true. I am so happy for your guys' love. I'm so I happy am all here <laughs> for it. that you guys found each other and that you're experiencing this like beautiful, fluid, queer love in the most, it sounds like beautiful way. Yeah, beautiful way possible. And the fact that your journeys have taken you back to you know, the motherland, right? And to really reclaim space there and to be your authentic selves in that space, I think is is the brave the most courageous and the most beautiful thing that you can be doing and the most beautiful expression of your life in this form, right? Is to live authentic to who you are. And so as a comadres, we just wanted to give you a big, big thank you. And, you know, say that we see you and we appreciate you so, so much. And with that, we'll get into our last two questions that we (laughs) we always end the comadres episodes is number one um, for each of you, Kim and Anashayla, is there a book that you are currently reading or the book that has had the biggest super impact impact on you on your life? And Kim, feel free to go ahead and flex and drop your own book. (laughs) I was (laughs) gonna say, like, girl, you better (laughs) because when I'm published, girl, that's gonna be the one, (laughs) like, snap, (laughs) yes, when I'm published and featured on La Lista (laughs) podcast.
2: Yes, so (laughs) speaking (laughs) of that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I wanna to say too. So the one that I'm I'm also the type of person that reads like five books at the same time. But mm-hmm. the one right now that I'm really on right now is Asata Sakur's um autobiography. Mm-hmm. And she is this like this revolutionary dope black woman who she she tells a story and she keeps it so real. And for me, like that's a book that has spoken a lot of wisdom, but also like put a lot of fire under my ass and Mm. has caused me and challenged me and invited me to grow and to be more active in how um, I step in to being a part of the solution towards liberation and not only liberation for like, you know, people that look like me, talk like me, but for us as a whole and as a collective, like centering, you know, like black people, trans people, queer people that usually do, I mean, that are the main recipients of oppression and silencing and marginalization. So Asata Shakur, her autobiography, and you heard it here first. Second one is, I wrote the book Mariposa, but we are currently in the process and Mariposa did change my life because I wrote it I wrote stuff that I needed to hear and I still need to hear I call it like para Corazon." oh yeah are, girl
0: that stays on my bedside <laughs> <laughs>
2: we are potentially in the process work of putting out like a revised version of it to include new writing in there but also some artwork in there
0: oh, um, love it
2: so, Aki, oh, exactly. you heard it here.
0: Oh wow, the, Com- We're the first got exclusive. We have to everyone out there that is a true Comandres fan, please help us to manifest this for the homegirl Kim. <laughs> I mean,
1: next time when you come to Salinas, you <laughs> already know you got us yes. here and help
0: you out. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, that's so okay. Let me just take a moment. Thank you so much because we didn't know we were going to get any type of exclusive. So thank you. We're all looking so at each much. other like, oh my God, <laughs> we feel cool. Yes. Um, yeah, I yeah, wish I is, was cooler like Ana Sheila, though. Pero, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yes. A, no, I said
2: that's an exclusive for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hey, and Sheila what is the book that you are currently reading or the book that's had the biggest impact on your life?
2: So hard to choose. Um, I'll, I'll mention three titles, but I'll talk about one. <laughs> I think um, The Power of Now was really oh, instrumental. Oh, yeah, by, like, Yeah, that was like kind of the beginning of, of a big shift in my life um, where I started to look at life differently and how I went about life differently. And just really, when I started to, to think more about yeah, being intentional, being mindful, um, being more present, it, it, it caused a, a great shift in, in my life. Kim and I recently read uh, All About Love. I don't know if you all have I've heard of that. It's by Bell Hugs. I think it was written say, like 20 years ago or something like that. But it's still so relevant. And it really sort of challenges like what love, what true love really is. And how love isn't always love sometimes means like doing hard things, yes. you know, and being, and being honest and how, yeah, real love sometimes means like holding people accountable, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it challenges what we think about love and that's been really powerful for me as well. So I'll just mention those two actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those are great ones. We yeah, those are really um, good ones. We love. Now. I love it. Bell hooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um The Power of Now is actually a book that has been mentioned previously on our yeah, podcast. It's yeah, it's been the, on for yeah,
1: a few times, now. The Home Girl yeah. Lisa,
0: that was her book as yeah. well. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. And in true comadres fashion, we always close we gotta out end the show. Our episodes con el clasico de regalos y cargas. Yes, as <laughs> always. And so um if you guys are not familiar, regalos y cargas is your regalo is something that is amazing, something that is happy and joyful happening in your life, something that you're proud of or excited about. And your carga is something that maybe is a little bit heavy on you. Algo, una responsabilidad, quizás, or, um, you know, maybe... Not all so rainbows, butterflies, and lollipops, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Frenchie, we will start with you because I went first last time. I didn't say damn, damn
1: it. You went first, huh? I did. Damn and it. <laughs> <then> <laughs> okay. We'll
0: kinda go around here and give Kim, Yana, Sheila an opportunity to think about the regalos y cargas.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, okay. Con mi carga, I know it's just an object, just an item, you know, but I had to give away my car.
0: You didn't give it away. Hold on, let
1: me get let me let me speak upon it. <laughs> Hold on, let me be my little empath self, okay? Okay. Um, I had to trade it in basically after almost eleven years with my little carrito that we've been through a lot. But I think it was more of an emotional trade in because that car was the one where I used to take my grandma to doctor's appointments. Hmm. So I'm gonna start crying. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor's appointments, I used to take her out to go eat and then um that's the first car like she saw me driving, you know, mm-hmm. and me and my grandma, like we were really, really super close. Like she's my best friend. I know she's still like she's my angel that watches over me. Sorry. <laughs> Sam knows how close my, I was with my grandma. Anyway, so mm-hmm. that was very hard for me. But then me, um, mi, mi regalo. There's actually two things that happened this weekend that I'm really excited and I'm really proud of myself that I did. Um, I got a new car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna break down in the freeway or highway anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. We don't. I don't have to call you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Fancy have to be lateral. like, "Hey, tow truck, me, real quick, right?" Um. So I got a new car. I was super cool about it. I didn't want to because, like, I didn't want another payment. But hey, I got to do what I got to do. And um, I am officially con palabra sworn in in the national brown berets.
0: Hey. <laughs> The homegirl was part of the National Oakland Chapter. Yes. I got
1: sworn in on Saturday. Muchísimas gracias to my hermanos y hermanas, to the Oakland Brown Berets. I I have palabra now. I am now with my beret, with my patch, my whole uniform. Like, I look fucking badass in my uniform. I'm not going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. But, yeah, that was a very special ceremony. My family was there. I know all my close friends. And it was beautiful, too, because, like, I imagine a white butterfly as my grandma always being around, and there were so many white butterflies that night, like that day, like oh. literally around the the altar. The smoke medicine, the daisies, the sunflowers. It was just a beautiful moment. I just to acknowledge all that and to feel actually like a Chicano movement history in the 1960s. Now I'm part of it. It's it's fucking amazing because that's what I've always looked up to. And when my mom always said be trucha and now I'm that trucha bitch. <laughs> so that was a really fun and exciting and super blessed to be in part part of so yeah.
0: yeah we're super proud of you sis <laughs> and thank you so much for keeping that fire for our cultura because thank that's you. such an important part like you said, of the Chicano movement and Chicano history. And exactly. For yep. that to still be alive now all these years later, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years later to still have it.
1: So, and <laughs> now okay. I'm in it. Yep. <laughs> they got my crazy ass Sagittarius in it now.
0: <laughs> the, the next generation, right? Yeah. So gracias for that. Your uh, turn. My turn. A ver. <laughs> my carga is, I got. I uh, gosh, I could be good in health, but then my family, I got, Got another family member that's going through some things right now. And so I just ask that you keep my family in prayer. Anybody who's out there, I would appreciate it. And I'm not going to get into who or what or anything like that for their privacy. But um, if you could play just generally speaking, because you never know <laughs> who else is next. It kind of feels like right now, man, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop sometimes. But mm-hmm. if you can keep my family in prayer. I would really, really, really appreciate that. But that is my carga this week. And moving right along to uh, my regalos, man, I'm still I'm not even going to lie. I I'm still riding that high. No, this was my regalo last week was, you know, my godson, Xavier, graduating high school. But I'm still riding that high and I'm still so super mm-hmm. proud of him. And I took a couple photographs of him mm-hmm. and I actually got to go to the graduation yes. as well. So uh-huh. I was there and I didn't think I was going to be able to go because, again, the tickets situation situation and all that good stuff but COVID I was situation. Oh my goodness, I was so <laughs> incredibly happy that I got to like witness his graduation and that was my regalo to actually see him walk down and I got some really nice pictures with Aww. all his tassels and his money lays and all that good stuff and just to celebrate him, you know, this this past week was just again, it's it's such a joy for our family because he set the tone and just from one generation to the next we were able to break that curse of high school dropouts so am still proud of you baby <laughs> I love it yeah okay your guys turn <laughs> I mean, who's going first Kim or Sheila you go Kim oh my <laughs> so my regalo
2: is um, I'm doing my first reading slash show here in Mexico nice Yes, and that's been like a dream of mine for years and it's finally happening in like this little coffee shop next door to us, literally next door so it's a blessing and I feel very grateful to mm. to be able to do that. Because I'm like, oh shit, that means I have to do it all in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> do it all Spanglish. <laughs> yes. And my I guess like my carga is um, I'm going to be traveling and like, that's like a blessing, but my dog, Cancho, we're going to send him to a trainer for about a month. So, Aww. obviously. Pero another one is like, and it's like, I guess like on topic for this, I, I recently got a call from my dad and he, I could tell he wanted to say something. But no, wow. like, hey, I wanted to invite you. We're doing like the family vacation, but we only want you to come. Like we don't want your partner to come. And we don't, you know, I don't tell you this to hurt you, but I want you to, like, just like I respect your lifestyle. I want you to respect my lifestyle. So we just want you to be part of the vacation. And so we don't want to cause, you know, drama or you know, conflict between you and your partner, and like I think like that was him trying to do like the best that he could, but it was you know it's like conditional love, mm. and it was like you know if your lifestyle is oppressing my lifestyle, it's hard to you know respect that in a way. Yeah. So that was like a bit of a was you got and like something heavy to hold and to deal with, and like you know like to learn how to navigate that. While holding my boundaries, but also n- learning to have those conversations with family members.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm that's that's a lot, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's it's a sounds like a very difficult thing yeah. to have to navigate through. But I'm definitely proud of you for holding your space um, and holding yeah, it down, holding your boundary. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say because, um, like you said, that is conditional love, and you know, I I think we are all worthy of good love, not conditional love. Exactly. <laughs> exactly mm. amor del bueno say it again <laughs> i love it one more it. time <laughs> okay
1: Sheila, your turn okay este, I think my regalo,
2: uh, so we me and kim were preparing for well my family's coming soon to visit actually mm. so yeah my brother hasn't so the last time we were here in mexico together like my brother and my mom and me it was like in honor of my dad's life actually I'm going to cry. <laughs> but, okay. Um, it's okay. You can cry. Yeah, but we, we came to Mexico together to sort of like, kind of like a vacation, but to really honor life. And we actually planted a, a tree in honor of his life what are we oh, up, where we also laid his ashes. And oh, we decided God. then that we were going to come, that we were going to go to Querétaro, which that's where my, my dad loved Querétaro. Oh, family I love from it there. <laughs> there was a town that he spent, all of his summer, a small town that he would spend his summer in that he loved so much. And so that's where we planted his tree <clears throat> and laid his his ashes. And we just wanted to come every year to, to visit him. But unfortunately, last December when, you know, we planned to, you know, COVID was, was really tough everywhere, but it's in Mexico as well. And mm-hmm. so now, um, you know, my, my brother's finally coming, with his family and my mom, and we're going to get to do that. Trip. So that feels a big regalo. It's beautiful. you um, Yeah. So and then my like, carga, I think, just like trying to figure out how to like
1: do more with twenty four hours in the day, like, I, dude, that's all of us right there. <laughs> I feel you. I'll drink to that right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just been tough. Like you know, I've been an entrepreneur now for a few years before I was in the corporate world, and and that was good. And like, what was good about that? Obviously, was you know stability and 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 like good income but you know I wasn't doing what I love since and now I'm doing a lot more of what I love but I'm doing a lot of different things you know in order and and it's you know sometimes like not as safe what as I had before and also it's like like I feel like I need to work so much to be able to to have the type of that I'm seeking you know mm-hmm. but so it's just like trying to figure that out like I'm so happy doing the things that I love but also how like like, I feel like I never have a time in the day to do everything that,
0: that I want. One of those, be Find careful what you, you wish for because you just might get it. You're like, gosh, I wish I didn't have to work in this corporate world. <laughs> I wish I could just be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me yeah. every day and working I, my eight to five job. <laughs> and I'm so happy. But yeah,
2: sometimes it's it's hard. It's
0: hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we just yeah. want to, again, I know I just keep on sowing so much gratitude for you ladies, but thank you so much for being on our podcast. We it really, really means a lot to us. Yeah. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you for being on here, sharing
1: space, sharing your stories, and, you know, inspiring the next person that hears this episode. So it really does mean a lot to us. Yes. Well, thank
0: you. So much. We had so much
1: fun. Appreciate- <laughs> now, next time we come out to Salinas, ya saben, you got comadres out here.
0: Yes, you guys have comadres yes. next time you're here in Salinas. So next time you're right Or if we go side. to Mexico. I know, right? Invitanos, porque yo hey, voy my, a donde me invitan. Mi eh? familia
1: es de Guanajuato. I mean, I should be going you pretty are- soon también. So, hey. <laughs> you're all interested.
0: I did. <laughs> where am I to the carne <laughs> <start>? <laughs> exactly ya dijeron, eh? again this lives in perpetuity on the internet forever so
1: <laughs> yeah. I will rewind this part and be like you told me <laughs>
0: <laughs> and for those people who don't know where can they find you both Kim and Ana Sheila if they want to hear more of Marino podcast if they want more brown queer y bonita, more queer enamoradas where can we find you guys
2: Yes. So you can find Samarino Podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can follow us also on Instagram at Samarino Podcast. And Oh, I'm also a coach. We, we're actually uh, right now receiving uh, applications for our next uh, coaching program. So we work with Latino entrepreneurs and it's called Lunch Latinx. So you can also check that out. Nice. nice. We might have to have you on for
1: a
0: future episode.
1: <laughs> hey. We all look at each other like yes. <laughs> yes. You gotta nope. stop doing that exactly. when we're copying each other. That's the way you know we're best friends. <laughs> and Kim Stuff, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Brown Bonita.
2: And you can find us on also on Instagram
0: as Queer Enamoradas. Yes. Yes. And zoom in, go on the IG, zoom into the picture I'm talking about. I'm telling you, they had fans out there, people. And with that, we are ending this episode <laughs> of 831 Comadres. And we will <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. Adios. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>